You are listening to the Supernatural Life Podcast with your host, Chris Kildosher. Welcome to the Supernatural Life Podcast with Chris Kildosher. We're going to be talking about dreams and visions today. Talking about the voice of God and increasing in dreams and visions. I think uh, this is something that society is longing for in our day is supernatural experiences, hearing God's voice. How many of you in your life, you're like, man, I just wish I could hear God better. I wish I heard God. Friend, you were designed to hear God. If you're born again, filled with the spirit, it says many are led by the spirit. They are the children of God. In Acts chapter two, Peter gets up and preaches. He quotes Joel too. He says that God would pour out his spirit on all flesh and sons and daughters would prophesy. Well, in order to prophesy, you got to hear something. In order to say what God's saying, which is what prophecy is, it's saying what God's saying and doing what he's doing. In order to prophesy, you got to hear something. Friends, you were designed to hear God. I want to tell you a little quick testimony in this vein, uh, but before I do, I want to pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, that there's impartation on this broadcast to really rock people's world in the area of dreams and visions. Lord, I thank you that you're pouring out your spirit on people, even throughout the broadcast, aligning things, connecting things. Lord, I thank you for that impartation from heaven of dreams and visions and the power of the spirit coming upon every listener right now. Just lift your hand, say, thank you, Jesus. Ooh, man, I feel that anointing. Praise God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I was uh, one time doing ministry in Northern California, just out on the streets. I went to a bookstore and in the bookstore, I was drawn to a couple young people on the new age aisle of the bookstore. You know, the new age is kind of this teaching of, there's a, a future coming that's special and only special people get to experience it. And uh, there's special knowledge to, to get into this thing. And it's a false gospel, essentially. It's a false message that draws people away from Jesus Christ and him crucified. So uh, Jesus Christ and him crucified is everything. Jesus on the cross and resurrected and alive forevermore is everything. Any message that's not based on Jesus Christ and him crucified is a false message. It's the only foundation that'll stand. It's the only rock upon which we can build our home. So I'm there on the new age aisle and I'm talking to these uh, young, young high schoolers and start talking to them about the Lord. And uh, as I'm talking to them about the Lord, I could feel the power, the anointing and the presence of God come. I felt Holy Spirit come so strongly. And I actually asked them, I said, do you guys feel that? And they go, what is that? I said, that's God. That's the Holy Spirit. And I begin to continue to share with them details about their life, specific details, things that God was showing to me. I was speaking over them by the spirit of prophecy in that moment, which testifies of the work of Jesus, Revelation 19, 10. And then the Lord quickened me. He said, have them begin to give words to you. Now, friends, that's kind of weird, isn't it? It sounds kind of weird. You're like, they're not saved. They're not Christians. They're not following the Lord. But friends, even in the Old Testament, the spirit of God fell upon rebellious Saul, full of bitterness, full of jealousy, full of wickedness, trying to kill David, the anointed one, full of all kinds of discord and rebellion, rebellion as the sin of witchcraft, Samuel quoted over him and insubordination is iniquity and idolatry. He was full of all of those things. Yet when the spirit of God fell upon Saul, it says he prophesied by the spirit of the Lord. Why? Because 
the gifts and calling of God are without repentance and the spirit of God is given upon people and towards people, even in the midst of their dysfunctions. That's a credible revelation to think about. It's not uh, ourselves that qualify ourselves to actually pour into other people's lives. Now, friends, you must be born again. No one will get into heaven without being born again. But this is why Jesus said in Matthew 7, there'll be people that come to him and say, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not perform miracles? Did we not cast out demons in your name? And he says, depart from me. I never knew you. So people can do works from God without actually being yielded to God. This is a, a really, really powerful revelation for you to get right now. Anyway, we're in the, the bookstore and these two young people begin to actually have visions from God for me. One of them says, I don't know why they closed their eyes. I said, I said, I want you to give a word. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to ask the Holy Spirit for what he's saying over my life. And this young girl goes, I don't know why, but I'm seeing a lion. I had just read within the past 24 hours before that I'd been reading about the righteous being bold as a lion. I'd been meditating upon boldness. It's amazing to think about how the Lord will speak. And here's this girl who's not even saved speaking the word of God over me. Oh, that's powerful. Friends, God's speaking through all kinds of people all the time. But the world's also speaking, so discernment's important. I uh, preached the gospel to those two young people further that day, uh, and they prayed with me. There's an incredible work happening in our world today by the Spirit. It says in Acts chapter 2, again, that God would pour out His Spirit on all flesh. Sons and daughters would prophesy. Old men would dream dreams. The Greek word there is presbyteros. It means elders or leaders would dream dreams. And young people, young men and women would have visions. And I will pour out my spirit on all flesh and they will prophesy men, servants and maid servants, and they will prophesy. Peter goes on to talk about the work of Jesus. He explains what's happening there on the day of Pentecost as the spirit of God was poured out upon the church and they were all speaking with other tongues and prophesy, but he talked about dreams and visions. Dreams and visions are a way that God leads us. If you want to increase in dreams and visions, you must hang out with the one who is the ultimate dreamer and the one who is the ultimate visionary, Jesus Christ. Everywhere God's work was happening from Old Testament to new, dreams and visions took place. We can go all the way back to the book of Genesis where Abraham was in Egypt, and also in the pagan kingdom led by Abimelech. And both the Egyptian Pharaoh and Abimelech were rebuked by God in dreams. You can go to his great grandson, Joseph, and see Joseph having a dream where the sun and the moon and the stars bow down to him. And it's about his future where Joseph interprets the dream of pagan Pharaoh, who is troubled by this dream of a lean cow, seven lean cows and seven um, uh, blighted wheat, who's troubled by these dreams and is demanding for an interpreter. And 
a cupbearer remembers that there's a man named Joseph who's in prison. He was there unjustly accused like our savior, Jesus unjustly. He was thrown into prison, but he had a gift to interpret dreams because he walked with the interpreter, Jesus Christ. He walked with the Lord even there before Jesus came in the flesh. We can find as we fast forward visions of grandeur, visions of the throne of God. Isaiah goes to pray in the temple and he has a vision of the Lord high and lifted up and the train of the robe of the Lord filled the temple and the angels of God, the cherubim, the seraphim crying, holy, holy, holy. And the Lord saying, who will go for us? And Isaiah answering the call saying, I will go. Oh my goodness, a coal coming from the throne and actually cleansing his lips and him receiving a commission from God in a vision. We can fast forward to visions, the, the prophet Joel having the vision of a place being filled up the valley of judgment. And then the prophecy that Peter quotes in Acts chapter two about God pouring his spirit in all flesh. Again, a little further, last one, I'm going to give you an example. Fast forwarding to the time of Jesus' birth and an angel appearing to shepherds in the natural, declaring good news of great joy for all people and an angel appearing to Joseph in a dream before Jesus' birth and after Jesus' birth. He had it happen multiple times, telling him to take Mary to be his wife, telling him while he was in Egypt that he was going to be safe to go back because the people that desire the child, Jesus' death are, are removed. There's been a shift in power. See, God leads through dreams and visions. Go with me to Hebrews chapter 11. This is going to help you understand a little bit more on this topic. Hebrews chapter 11. Obviously, if you're driving, don't flip there. It says in Hebrews 11 verse six, without faith, it's impossible to please for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. But in verse seven, it says by faith, Noah being divinely warned of things not seen. The Greek word there for divinely warned is the Greek word krematizo, say krematizo. Krematizo is a word that describes divine instruction. It means to transact business and to manage public affairs, to advise or consult with one about public affairs or things that are needed to be done, to make an answer for advice, for requests, to give response, consulting an oracle, to give a divine command, to teach from heaven, it's amazing, isn't it? To give direction for business. Noah was divinely warned of things not seen, and he moved with godly fear. See, he was divinely warned, and then he moved. Faith without works is dead. He prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became the heir of righteousness, which is according to faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out of the place which he would receive his inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign place, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, 
heirs of the same promise. And he waited for a city which had foundations, whose builder and maker is God. God has a future built for us, but in order to enter into that future, we must partner with dreams and visions from heaven. Uh, When I first received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, when I surrendered my life to Jesus at 19 years of old, convicted of my sins, surrendering to him, seeing what he did for me on the cross, hearing his voice tell me, Chris, you say you've given me everything, but you haven't. I love you so much. I'll let you keep living the way you're living, but you know the end of it. I wept for two days. I got delivered of demons and I got filled with the Holy Spirit. Friends came over to my house. They laid hands on me and I actually received the gift of the Spirit speaking with other tongues. I had received before by myself in the apartment while I went through that experience of deliverance, but I received even more when they laid hands on me. Hallelujah. I feel his power right now. And I was set free and filled speaking with other tongues. I had a dream. Uh, I believe it was that night or the next night where I was driving north from San Diego to Orange County to pray for a friend who had dropped out of college. So I woke up from the dream and I, I said, God, do you want me to do that? And I felt in my spirit, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It was kind of just this longing of like, yes, I need to go do that. It wasn't a maybe, it wasn't a no. It was, it was kind of like this simple yes, this peace. Sometimes God will speak to you simply through peace being a yes. Someone needed to hear that. Sometimes God will speak to you through peace being his yes, because in his presence is perfect peace. I drove up to Orange County, told him about my experience, prayed for him. He got delivered of suicide. He threw out his medication that he was on. He got filled with the Holy Spirit speaking in other tongues too. He got delivered of devils, set free and went into youth ministry. His whole life changed. I was divinely warned or divinely instructed. And then I moved with godly fear, not in the extent of Noah, because Noah, you know, built a huge ark and uh, preserved humanity. But friends, God wants to preserve the people around us through divine instruction. As we follow him through divine instruction, he will lead us into advancement and prosperity with him. In 2 Chronicles 20, 20, there's a story of Israel being uh, plagued by the Midianites, by other people in another land, um, some of their enemies, different things coming in, different groups of people coming in to destroy them. And they begin to pray for divine instruction. And someone stands up. They said, God, only you can help us. Someone stands up and says these words, do not fear nor be dismayed for the Lord is with you. And then the king Jehoshaphat says, believe in the Lord your God and you'll be established. Believe in his prophets or prophetic utterance and you will prosper or advance. Not all prophetic utterance comes from other people. It can come directly from the spirit of God to ourselves and it can come through dreams and visions. I want to give you real quick a couple ways that you can hear God's voice. I did another teaching on this. You should listen to about hearing from God. It's one of the first messages on the podcast, but real quick, uh, you can hear from God through scripture. 
All scripture is God breathed. That's a preeminent way to hear God. You can hear God through authority, which is like teaching, submitting ourselves to community and mentorship, being known within a local church family. That is imperative to be planted in a local church family, whether it's a house church, big church, little church, be planted in a place that teaches and preaches the word of God as being the word of God, being fully inspired by the spirit, being fully what God says to us without error and where the spirit of God is made manifest. God also speaks to us number three, through prophetic utterance, uh, encouragement through other people and through his spirit directly. God will always speak through multiple witnesses and God will speak through dreams, visions, and divine encounters. Dreams and visions are present in our life to build direction reproof and connection in our lives. You know, God rebukes me personally a lot through dreams. I had a dream. I was preaching in Orange County at a church where we were a pastor a number of years ago, great church there in Costa Mesa, California called Presence. And I preached on the river of God. And now the river of God gets deeper, the further away it goes from the temple, Ezekiel's river, the river of God in Ezekiel 47. But it says that wherever there was not movement of that river of the spirit, that there was only death. There was stagnancy and nothing could live there. And that night I had a dream about stagnant trays of water in my room the very night after I preached that message. I woke up from the dream and I said, God, what are you speaking to me? I'm speaking about the river of God and water moving. And then I have a dream about stagnant water in my own room. That would be in my own life. If you want to think about dream interpretation, your own room is your own life. I said, God, what are you saying to me? He said, Chris, there are people that I've sent you to that you think you're there to receive from them, but I've actually sent you there to be a blessing to them. God convicted me powerfully through that message and I repented and I ended up going to people in that season of life that I was thinking I was there to receive something from them. And instead I was there to sow into their life uh, and powerful radical things began to happen. God will instruct you through dreams. He will correct you through dreams. Most dreams are for the dreamer themselves. How do we know this? Look at Joseph's dream one of the first actual dreams recorded in the Bible specifically, like the details of the dream. His first dream was about him. It was also about his family, but it was first and foremost about him. Pharaoh's dream was an instruction. It was an instruction for him and the things he was given stewardship of. God will instruct us in the things we've been given stewardship of, the things of our family, our friends, our job, our workplace, whatever stewardship, the church that we lead in or the leadership role we have within a church structure, he will give us instruction through dreams. God will rebuke you through dreams. God will even speak to you through dreams that are not directly influenced by him. You can have dreams that are influenced by the devil. They can are influenced by the spirit of the world. Why? Because friends, whether we realize it or not, we're being influenced by the world all the time. We have to die to those influences, be crucified with Christ and be, continue to yield ourselves to the spirit of God. Those who are led by the spirit of God are children of God to enjoy God's presence. One thing I like to do is I like to meditate upon the Lord before going to bed. I like to feel his presence before falling asleep. In Hebrew culture, the day began at nighttime. You know, you're asleep for six, eight, 10 hours a night. 
God wants to speak to you in that place through dreams and through visions. There's a season in my life where I was needing direction. I was in Florida and needed direction for my next steps. I had a dream that someone I viewed as a leader came to me and put a necklace around me with a name badge that had my name on it. And it said the words, leaders advance. And I was in a hallway in the dream and that neck badge got me into the church sanctuary where they were having a meeting called leadership advance. Woke up from the dream and I knew I needed to call that pastor, that leader and reach out to him and ask him if I could do a season of mentorship with him. And he said, you know, I've been thinking about that too. That's kind of actually been something I've been feeling. And I ended up being blessed to spend about nine months as an intern for that leader underneath his stewardship. And it increased so much revelation of leadership in my life. And I'm so grateful for that season. And that season started with a dream and a desire. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but desire fulfilled is a tree of life. God wants to plant trees in our life. Trees of his presence, the tree of life itself, Jesus Christ, who is our tree of life, who is the one that destroys hope deferred, who is the one that directs us, who is the living word, who is the one that speaks from heaven, who is the one who's sure, who is the one who speaks from heaven, who is the one who's pure. God wants to give us direction, friends. I just gave a little rhyme there in the spirit. God wants to give us direction by his spirit. He wants to release dreams and visions over us. These testimonies I'm sharing with you are the testimony of Jesus for your life. He's prophesying over you through this message, dreams and visions being released to you. The great uh, Lou Angle, he says this about dreaming. He says, find a dream team, get into a dream stream. And you will then do the Martin Luther King thing. What's the Martin Luther King thing? I had a dream where my children were not looked at because of the color of their skin. Were actually involved in places where no one was judging them by the color of their skin. See, Martin Luther King had a dream or had a vision. He called it a dream. I have a dream and he preached about it. And that dream became a reality. Friends, God is giving dreams and visions that he wants to become a reality in the earth. Dreams and visions for business, dreams and visions for church life, dreams and visions for salvation for a generation. Friends, we've been called to our generation for such a time as this, to see our generation saved. And like Noah, God is divinely instructing us on how to build structures for the preservation of society. One of my friends, he had a dream in a dark season of his life where he saw a lemon tree and he knew that he was called to take those lemons and make lemonade. At the time he had a waffle business making uh, waffles and on the side they started serving lemonade with the waffles and he knew from that dream that he needed to focus on the lemonade. 
So we created a company. I don't want to give too many details just to expose uh, my friend's company, but he created this company, started at farmer's markets, then created a store and it ended up becoming a franchise that he sold by direction of the Lord. This franchise is in multiple countries, in multiple states, and the Lord really blessed him and created a legacy for his family through this franchise. Friends, God wants to give legacy to families through dreams and visions. God wants to preserve nations through dreams and visions, like in the time of Joseph. We're in a world right now that is filled with turmoil, filled with trouble, political turmoil, financial turmoil, in some ways seemingly worse than it was just a few years ago because of certain crises in the world. However, God has called us to not be of the world, but only be in it. Friend, you've been given victory by Christ Jesus. You've been given an overcoming spirit like Daniel, an excellent spirit that where you, even in a society of turmoil, even a society of brokenness can be led by the spirit. You've been given an excellent spirit, the Holy Spirit that will lead you into all truth that will lead you into the things that Jesus said, reminding you of the things Jesus said that has been given to lead you in advancement in prosperity. If you want to grow in dreams, number one, keep track of them, write them down. Oh, but Chris, that's hard. I feel so tired. Trust God with your feelings and God will renew your strength like the eagle. Get up and write the dream down. Keep a journal. Keep your phone ready. Number two, be conscious of who you share your dreams with. There are times you share your dreams with individuals. Don't share them everywhere. Joseph shared his dream with his father and his brothers, and it created jealousy in his brothers. What if he hadn't shared that dream? Maybe he wouldn't have had so much trouble. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not but be conscious of conscientious of who you share dreams with. Number three, big dreams do not have to necessitate a big ego. Friends, God is giving dreams of big things to people, but the Bible is still true. We got to humble ourselves, humble yourselves. Therefore in the sight of God and he shall lift you up, humble yourself. Therefore under the mighty hand of God and he shall lift you up. Big dreams do not have to necessitate a big ego. Number four, dreams are first and foremost for the dreamer. You'll know sometimes if a dreamer for other people, because you'll be watching the dream in like third person, like kind of like watching it on a TV in your dream. That many times indicates that it's for someone else. Uh, how can I give you examples of that in scripture? There are not too many examples of dreams that are just for other people in scripture. Most of them are for individuals their rebukes, their repukes, their direction. But dreams that are something like you're watching someone else in the dream are many times for other people. But dreams are first and foremost for the dreamer. Number five, dreams are for the preservation of people. I've already given you a ton of examples of that from Joseph and Pharaoh's time to Noah, who either got a dream or a vision or some kind of divine instruction. Dreams are for the preservation of peoples, even in the time of the gospels, Matthew, uh, God giving a dream, an angel coming to Joseph and telling him to do this and do that for the preservation of the seed, Jesus, the baby. It's incredible. Number six, dreams are for direction and prosperity. 
Number seven, dreams are for rebuke and correction. And number eight, dreams are for encouragement. God encourages me so much in dreams where at times he will come to me in a dream and speak to me or someone I know, uh, a mother in the spirit, a father in the spirit, a leader in the body of Christ will come and encourage me in a dream, speak over me, prophesy over me, tell me to do things. I had a dream one time where a great leader in the body of Christ said, God is giving you this nation. And so I knew that I needed to go to that nation. And when an opportunity arose for me to go, I went and God opened doors for me there. Other times where a leader in my life, a great mother in the spirit, a great missionary preacher who's planted many, many churches around the world and specifically in one nation, she spoke over me and she said, Chris, you're so faithful. Chris, you're so capable. Chris, you're so reliable. Now it's interesting because that was spoken over me. And then later in the day, I faced a ton of accusation from people that I looked up to and a lot of untrue things, a lot of divisive things. But I remember the dream I had that morning and this leader speaking over me. And I was so encouraged. I said, God, you're, you're encouraging me in the midst of problems. See, Psalm 23 says, God is our shepherd. The Lord is our shepherd. We shall not want, we shall not be in need. Philippians 4 says, God shall supply all of our need according to his riches and glory. Friend, if you need encouragement, God is the encourager. If you need sustainment, God is the sustainer. If you need direction, God is the director. Number eight, God builds us up in dreams. Father, I thank you, Lord, for dreams and visions. And I thank you that right now, a quickening is happening in the spirit, a quickening of your leadership in our lives, a quickening of your presence and peace in our lives. Hold out your hands, friends. Allow the Lord to just deposit in you grace. This is his message. This is his teaching. This is his mercy and his grace towards us, his leadership. Allow his presence to just fall on you right now. What I pray for an impartation of dreams and visions like never before. I just want to uh, do this real quick and maybe we'll share the letter that happens. There's someone that's listening and you had a dream where you were on a boat in a river and it was first a rowboat and then it became like a boat with a sail. And then the boat actually went off of a waterfall and then began to float in the air. God says over you that I am taking you higher in the spirit and I'm actually leading you. And there's something about this person connected to the nation of Australia. And there's something about this person that's connected to an evangelistic ministry um, to the nations, maybe to Africa. And Lord, I just pray for that person direction in their dream and vision. There's a, a woman watching and you keep um, having this black thing in dreams come to you and actually come with like a dagger or a sword. And I want to tell you, the Lord is breaking that pattern in your dreams and angels are going to begin to visit you in your dreams. The angel of the Lord's going to visit you in your dreams. Jesus is going to visit you in your dreams. The dagger and sword is accusation from your mother. 
And I feel the Lord is breaking that pattern right now in Jesus' name. There's one more that I sense. Um, there's someone watching or listening right now, and you've been having an issue in your neck and migraine headaches for about the past 14 years. And the Lord is delivering you of that right now, sweet daughter. I see you in your car. The power of God just came upon you. You even have pain in your left hip. The Lord Jesus delivers you right now. Lord, I thank you for delivering people of sickness and in pain. Um, Many people with migraine headaches, you just felt the power of God come on you. Sinus issues are being healed. Migraine headaches are being healed. Um, self-pity and feeling sorry for yourself. I deliver you in the name of Jesus. And I release the encouragement of God over you. Friends, it's been great being with you. Father, I bless everyone that's listening. God, we just thank you so much for your power and your prospering of our purposes in Jesus' mighty name. Tune in again next time on the Supernatural Life Podcast with Chris Kildosha. We'll have more teachings, more revelation, and more love from heaven by the spirit of the Lord in Christ Jesus. We love you guys. We'll see you or connect with you again soon. God bless you.